there's so much instructions kind of looking around. You'll notice the room echoes a lot, so you may want to read your poem slowly so people can hear it. If you go too fast, they go around and You can't hear it from here. This room is exceptionally echoing. Um, when this is over, we will have a tour by one of the um, music directors from here that works here. I'm going to just go ahead and start out. Um, my name is Sandy Horton. I'm the uh, chairperson Woo! of the Word Fest.
us up for the next year. We're going to work very hard at something else, and that is putting on next year's Poetry Society of Texas this summer conference in Fort Worth.
made me reject those perfect green lungs. Until her affirmation of delight pulled my fingers forward to pluck a single grape. Still, with hesitation, I pierced the peel with burst teeth, reducing a burst of joy to tickle my tongue, to make me think twice about first perceptions. Thank you. The next is Alice Parker, followed by Eric Rollins. I'm an American warrior. 
I'm a member of an elite team of killers. I serve a country who does not value my opinion simply closed captions me to whatever narrative they deem patriotic. America, so star-spending awesome yet, continues crimes against people who don't have the same skin color as mine. If you didn't put on a fucking uniform, don't tell me what we're fighting for. I learned early the ideal of mission first, people always, but soon the reality became mission first, mission always, you don't know pain until you know the remorse of survival. Troops hide shrapnel injuries from battlefields they never leave inside of their uniforms, in their memories, and somehow it's still our fault. Hey, Uncle Sam might molest you, but at least he pays for college and talk! This function shall not be discussed outside of this family, this uniform, this formation, this family, what's left in this foxhole will stay in my foxhole like limbs, arms, sanity. I will never leave a fallen comrade. I will never accept defeat. I will never quit. I took this oath without reservation or purpose of evasion. Being in the military is like convincing yourself it's all for a worthy cause. Being in the military is like being caught in between politics and Wall Street. America, the military is your little children. The forgotten GIs with broken bones and tombstones are seats for this American way of life. We are manufactured to engage, close with, and destroy the enemy by fire and river. And when we start to rust, you will discard us. So we over-lubricate ourselves with nicotine, whiskey, and wine. America, the military is your little children. We can't worry about battlefields that are Waves on the home front when we're off in foreign sandboxes playing politics, getting home in your sights lined up no matter how bad you are. Freaking be there will just lead you to a pine box for a 21 gun salute. Take care! Yeah, chicks, huh? Hey, hero! Suck your jam teeth back in your damn forehead! Ain't no smiling at attention. You know, boot camp was the funniest place where I was never allowed to laugh, even though I heard so many jokes. Like 40 veterans walk into a hospital. They die while waiting for treatment. What do you call a Marine with no legs? A medical discharge. What do you call a soldier who's downrange and his wife cheats on him? A suicide risk. What do you call a convoy that's caught in a complex ambush with no help coming? A funeral procession. Did you hear the one about the sailor who died before he got a chance to meet his new warrior? Aren't you laughing? How did you learn to adapt and overcome it? You know, I find it funny that people will thank you for your service until they until you ask them for sacrifice. Oh, you gotta turn it back on. The next is Lois Hager, followed by Anne Marie Newman. Separated from husbands and wives and children, clothes, 
dignity removed, fed the leanest broth, cheapest food in tiny amounts, tortured, terminated, allowed to die from insufficient care of those who remained most were killed. Did you wonder how that could have possibly happened? What would I have done? Have you heard that a frog can be boiled to death if put in a pot, in a pot of water and the fire under it slowly raised, so slowly they don't even know they're about to die? They don't even jump to safety. Will they know that our fire has slowly risen, that we are burning with the injustices rained on people who don't have the power to stop it? There is more that will die than a small amphibian, a small child, or a family, or a tent village full of innocence. More even than that, but burning one by one is the soul of each of us, the collective soul of America, and the only power we have to stop it is the power of one voice, one vote. So use that power of one vote and use that power of one voice because our soul is burning to death, but our voice our collective voice is on fire.
working title is called Like Eggs and Oil. She spreads mayonnaise on her sandwich. A feast of black forest ham, mesquite smoked turkey, provolone, and all the veggies. She laid the knife on the counter beside the sandwich, looked up at me and said, I think we should move in together. Fall faded away and winter was barely a blip when spring arrived as she pulled down her big green plastic bowl. She filled it with potatoes, boiled eggs, pickle relish, spices, and mustard, all layered within the olive oil mayonnaise she had switched to. I need to be healthy for our baby. Long labor and shortness of breath held us in the hospital for two extra days. The doctors wouldn't let her eat, but the nurses turned a blind eye when I snuck in with that orange and white bag full of greasy meat and fries. She gleefully dipped in packets of mayonnaise. It's almost here. Get ready. Stillborn silence filled the delivery room, and we could not bear the sight of each other. Our eyes refusing to meet, our hearts disconnecting as the nurses hooked her up to beeping machines and Thorazine dripped like running mayonnaise through her IV. This is the end. It has all turned sour. Hey, Brian Sluga followed by Hugh Burke.
I'm from Temple, Texas, and this is called uh, Light's Taste. The Light's Taste for a Living Service. Rarified and elsewhere, wrestling lion-headed giants, and preferring air breathed only through the lungs of gods. He flutters, greens a leaf, or vapor glistened and sometimes soft white soars blue and infinite upward. Nonetheless, as roots to the earth, my wings can crack the sky. Silent shadow draped and rigid, spilling charcoal streaks of shade. Still they cast off and change. Still they share in moments as roots to the earth. They reverse and weave the musing skies longer. Recoiling, neglectful light finds me bitter to his ethereal tongue, and only glances my bleached-white flesh. Nevertheless, earth, she still grasps me. Moon, she pulls me ever near. Carol Thompson,
asked me to take your picture, and I obliged, not noticing through the camera the broken look on your face. Snow mingled with tears on cheeks red from cold. Snow dusted wool hat pulled down over wet blonde hair, scarf pulled tight beneath the coat several weeks warm, damp from several weeks in the winter outside. Eyes lost and deep and tearful and hopeful and mournful, and then you looked at the picture of the lost girl before asking me to let your mom know you were okay. And when I looked up from the camera, you were gone, lost again in the crowds, left again to the streets, and I wish I knew your name, where your mom lived, so I could let her know where I took the picture. <laughs> Betty Roberts and Dr. Stone.
Jane Chance, followed by Edith Blackburn. Can you hear me now? Good! <laughs> okay, I'll just do this for now. Anyway, I was privileged to be at Hermitage in um, Russia this summer with my daughter. And they had, at the, at the very end of the Hermitage, we had a special place we could go. And there were two white marble statues by Da Vinci. I didn't even know he did sculpture. So this poem is called Da Vinci's Hands. The, the two the two sculptures were parallel to one another, right next, as if they were dialoguing. A marble-dusted sculptor, I shake two fathers embracing their gone sons. One imagined to be lost forever, the other returned to art everlasting. Abraham's head turned away, one hand pressing down Isaac's head, the other hand holding a knife. So he cannot see his son's face, while Isaac tries to look back at him, not knowing why me, why my sacrifice, what my guilt. The other father embraces the prodigal son tightly, his boy returned. We cannot see the son's face. Mine, the father says, what am I? Lost no more, neither him nor I. No Leonardo says, I don't have a son. Thank you. Hi, this is my first time here. Thank you for having me. I'm um, from Austin also. This is the Untouched Demons. This is the horror story of a tragedy five years ago in Iguala, Guerrero, Mexico, 1 September of 26-27. The comfortable story of a degraded nation drive by criminals with title, power, and followers, using us, sucking us, raping us, killing us, burning us. Nos están disparando. No tenemos armas. ¿Por qué nos apuntan? A group of students from a rural college gathered inside a convoy of buses, hiding from the repetitive sounds of death and other wounds. Children of poverty. Bullets cross the metal, and a lot of them find their way through the innocent flesh. Ya terminamos. Bonitos se están matando estudiantes. Ojalá si fueran con los narcos. Nos están disparando. Three buses stopped. Full of children. Police officers in army pointing to kill and make silence for the standing generation, dreamers, right defenders. Another bus trapped on the highway where cops use violence and guns to make the students hide. Same college, same way. Get in. Police cars took them to the uncertain. They don't know where they are. They were on a federal highway in front of the justice hall. Those students disappeared. Another boss, some were near, some co same college, same violence, same criminals, same nine. 
But they run for their lives just in time. Ayúdenos, por favor, nos están disparando, quieren matarnos. Chasing, running, asking for help, leading, hiding, crying, begging, crying, fighting. Cállense, ustedes lo buscaron, podrían ponerse calladitos como hombrecitos, pues ahora enfrentense y aguántense. Army members know from the end. Got you. Keep him a message. Give them a message. Torture, broken ribs, insult, bleeding nose. Fight back. Your stomach is burning. Think of your baby. Your eyes are burning. Think of your wife. Your parents will miss you, so fight back. Now your face is burning. Where is your face? Where is your stomach? What is happening to your eyes? Why are you on the street so lonely, so blue, so gone? Press, cops, army politicians, students, civilians, soccer players, taxi drivers, all there. Some as hitmen, hitmen, some as the puppet master, some as witnesses, some as victims. One, two, three, eight, fifteen, nineteen, twenty-five, twenty-eight, thirty-eight, thirty-seven, forty, forty-one, forty-two, forty-three, forty-three, forty-three. Students missing. The soreness and pain of those empty chairs in the classroom, to inconvenience of politicians, to the law force, to the airmen, to the powerful TV company, to the press, to the foreign governments, to the president, my president. Students of our holy city of Burgos of Jotunaha, I wait for you. We wait for you. We remember you, every one of you. Now you know a part of the story. Can you pass it by? All these 43 lives. Thank you.
It's called Growing Pains. Little girl watches the children play, tries so hard to be grown up, thinks, oh, why did they have to act like that? And she throws out her chin and tries not to care and moves a little farther away. Little girl, so much to understand, this too much for you to handle plan, believes, I should have known better than to act like that. And she crosses her arms and scolds her doll and moves a little farther away. Little girl, the creation of love, she's been told, learns how to be and to please to be loved, understands life is full of hidden meanings. And she swallows hard and sits like she's told and moves a little farther away. Little girl, hiding inside the woman she wears, juggling her masks of control, loves only a little of what she can be, picks at her flaws mercilessly, and she closes the door and looks through her books and moves a little farther away. child sprawled among the shadows of a made safe white walled room, finger paints the floor with soil and spill, but no one understands the pictures, no one wants to look. Sounds stumble from lips that twist and tremble, something to be said, something to be heard, but no one understands the battle, no one wants to hear. Sightless eyes, Unaware of anything but darkness, simple mind, complicated life, never knew it could be different. Fetal ears didn't hear doctors sent mom away, who had the means to pay. No one knew how high the price, or heard the fetal cries when the cord of poverty choked meaning from its life. Unacceptable 
Which words hurt feelings, create distance, or make arguments escalate to a face slap, impasse, firing, divorce? I've become keenly aware of clear and fuzzy lines, of place and time for tone and topic, advance and retreat, that when the other is upset or with fear, they cannot hear. That agreement or compromise can be an uneasy feat. Peace balancing on blades of fact and feeling. Peace balancing on blades of fact and feeling. Thank you. Save their home or their salvation. You 
you wild things, birds of a feather that darken the sky for days and cause people to drop to their knees and pray that you are not Amplify 
this worry, to feel the deep pond of my days with amazement, to feel the feathered breath of God in a handshake. Thank you.